magazines are canceled. Where, where do you get one? How? How? Hello, I am back and I hope you had a great summer. I had a fantastic summer. Thanks for asking. Summer is a pretty dry and boring time for fashion. So here we are in September, ready to go with New York Fashion Week. Quick update on something we discussed in an earlier episode and up on the Fashion League website. Uh, We talked about Gucci stealing Dapper Dan's design for the Gucci Resort collection back in May. Well, Dapper Dan and Gucci are collaborating on a capsule collection. The collection is actually expected to drop next spring. Dapper Dan's also starring in Gucci's latest menswear campaign, and he'll be reopening his Harlem Atelier as a by appointment only studio with his custom creations. And funnily enough, Gucci will be sponsoring Dapper Dan's studio by supplying the raw materials which is sort of a full circle moment considering Dapper Dan was harassed and eventually shut down by authorities for illegally using luxury trademarks and emblems back in the 80s when he was designing for big hip-hop artists and other celebrities. Fast forward to designer Alessandro Michele copying Dapper Dan's iconic, legendary creation to use for Gucci now everyone working together and Dapper Dan getting his coin and credit for his contribution. Thank you. (laughs) I'm saying thank you as if I'm getting the coin or the credit. (laughs) Okay, before we can even begin to discuss New York Fashion Week, let's talk about how this week alone, during this here Fashion Week, four, four Top editors resigned from their positions. First, Graydon Carter, who's been the editor-in-chief of Vanity Fair for 25 years. He announced his resignation to the New York Times. Then Robbie Myers of Elle magazine, who's been there for 17 years, announced she was stepping down and will stay on in a consulting role. Then Time magazine's Nancy Gibbs announced she was stepping down. Then Glamour Magazine's Cindy Levy came in and announced she was leaving as well. It's also rumored that Glenda Bailey, the editor-in-chief of Harper's Bazaar, is also on her way out. And Cindy Levy didn't even tell anyone she was leaving. So Glamour is owned by the parent company is Condé Nast, and she didn't tell any of the big heads at Condé Nast that she was leaving. Just up and announced goodbye. And so that must have been crazy for her staff considering there was already an announcement earlier on in WWD Women's Wear Daily that Condé Nast has another round of layoffs coming and they already laid off 100 people at the top of this year. Nina Garcia is taking over at Elle magazine and leaving her creative director position at Marie Claire. She'll still be a judge on Project Runway, presumably, But Joanna Coles had this to say about the new editor-in-chief. 
and Joanna Coles. She used to be the editor at Cosmo and she's now the chief content officer of all Hearst publications and to whom Nina Garcia will be reporting to. So quote, this is what she had to say. She understands the multi-platform world and embraced it early on, becoming one of fashion's first social media influencers with the largest following of any editor-in-chief. Nina is a force in personality and she'll bring her energy and unique sensibility and style to Elle, a brand she knows so well, end quote. So as an executive at Hearst, Joanna Coles is basically letting these editors know if they want one of these big seats, they better have a big following. The New York Post has an article declaring the days of the quote-unquote celebrity editor over. No more million-dollar salaries. Graydon Carter at Vanity Fair was estimated to be pulling down $2 million a year. There's definitely not $2 million worth of salary in print publishing anymore. In more magazines are burning news. Last Thursday, right at the start of New York Fashion Week, Nylon Magazine announced that they would be shuttering their print operation and going digital only. So Nylon's October issue will be its last in print. And the whole print team, all 12 people on that staff, will all be let go. Mm. Perilous times out here for print and publishing in general. And on that note, please rate and review the Fashion League podcast on iTunes, also known now as Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. Also on the Fashion League website. Subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks! It's Thursday. All the New York Fashion Week shows are over. I feel truly blessed. I, Michaela Bloomfield, Fashion League, was invited to 16 shows and presentations over the week between the main venues and Skylark Clarkson Square, um, or the main venue is at Skylight, and Pier 59 also, and then some appointments at PR showrooms across the city. Um, but fashion week is over and we haven't heard from Kanye. Kanye West Yeezy season six is allegedly still happening. According to Adidas, uh, Adidas is sticking to the story that the Yeezy season six was never officially on the actual New York fashion week calendar, which the CFDA or the council of fashion designers of America organized. They are responsible for putting the calendar together And we already know the CFDA is sick of Kanye's shit, habitually messing up the official calendar and showing whenever he desires, just popping up and holding people hostage. (laughs) So moving on from Kanye, the big anchor shows for New York Fashion Week, the shows that everyone is looking forward to, are Tom Ford, who opened Fashion Week, and who just came back this season after writing, directing, and producing an Academy Award-nominated movie, Nocturnal Animals. Calvin Klein is another anchor, another big show. Oscar De La Renta, Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren actually showed his collection in his massive garage to showcase his race car-themed fashion show around his exotic car collection. No, I did not attend. I was not at Mr. Lauren's Bedford estate. 
Michael Kors is another anchor show for New York, and Marc Jacobs closed out the week. Fun fact, fun facts with Michaela. So, as I mentioned, Oscar de Lorenta is a show that happens during New York Fashion Week. But Oscar de Lorenta, the designers are Laura Kim and Fernando Garcia, and not Oscar de Lorenta, who passed away in 2014. Laura and Fernando also have their own label together, and the label is called Monse, also shown during New York Fashion Week. So don't get caught out here saying your favorite designer is someone who's long gone dead, unless that's what you intended, like saying your favorite designer is Chanel when you really mean Karl Lagerfeld. But everyone knows that one, right? Right? Rihanna had a big week. She launched Fenty Beauty with 40 shades of foundation. And as of Wednesday evening, eight of the 10 deep foundation colors were sold out on Sephora's website. Clearly showing a demand for makeup that caters to women of color. The beauty industry needs to get their stuff together because they typically claim that lack of demand is the excuse for why they choose not to offer or rarely offer or barely offer any darker shades of foundation. I read a tweet from a Sephora employee saying that this is the first time she's seen so many women of color in Sephora at once. In addition to launching Fenty Beauty, Rihanna also showed her Fenty Puma collection on this wild set with pink sand dunes and there were BMX bikers high flying in the air doing aerial stunts. And for the finale, Rihanna came out on the back of one of the bikers. The collection was pretty good though. I prefer these pieces to what she's shown previously for Fenty or Fenty Puma. Another thing I was into this fashion week were fanny packs and suit jackets. Major trend alert for spring 2018. I want, I want one. I don't, like, I enjoy a fanny pack on an outfit, but I don't think I should do it. It's a fad, and this too shall pass. What I can get into is the designers for Noon by Noor, their take on the fanny pack. Look it up. You'll love it. So my friend Courtney came to visit during New York Fashion Week. She lives in Virginia and we went to Hampton University together. And well, technically she did not come to visit me. She came to buy a car in Long Island and roped me into the whole ordeal. But anywho, I ended up taking her with me to the Philip Pine Fashion Show. Getting into that show was bananas. A few times I was standing in line next to a celebrity or a press person I recognized, and I was just thinking, if these folks aren't getting in. (laughs) So anyway, I figured out the whole press situation, the whole press check-in situation, rather. Courtney and I are in the show, and it was supposed to start at 9, and Maybe at almost 10.30, 10.30, Philip Pine gives his remarks and apologizes for the circus outside and the 2,000 people waiting to get in. There weren't 2,000 people. He said 2,000 people, but you get it. There were a shit ton of people outside not getting in. After Philip Pine's remarks, Dita Von Teese performs a burlesque strip tease. Then Future opens the show and starts rapping and 
Tiana Taylor walks out and she walks out into the runway doing a performance a la her Kanye West fade video dance. It was so good. Then Nicki Minaj performs. Then Yo Gotti performs Rick It Up with Nicki Minaj. Then 21 Savage performs. Then Ray Shrummerd performs. And we're right there dancing up against the runway. I say all this to say, Courtney got a false impression of what Fashion Week shows are like. Because typically, shows are about 10 minutes each. You don't get a full-blown concert. <laughs> like, we were basically face-to-face with Nicki Minaj as she was performing on the runway and holding the mic out to our face to rap along to rig it up. Bust it down. <laughs> like, just unreasonable Fashion Week expectations have been set. Speaking of unreasonable, Page Six has proclaimed in a headline that Alexander Wang is the new Kanye, comparing this year's hashtag WangFest fashion show to when Kanye basically kidnapped the media and held them hostage for his, well, several times he's kidnapped and held hostage. But anyway, not about Kanye, back to Alexander Wang. This year, Wang's show was held in Brooklyn on a dead-end street. He bussed all his models in on a party bus that made stops in Manhattan, and the show in Brooklyn started extremely late. Fashion blogger event Brian Boy posted a private message on Instagram. According to page six, it was a private message. I didn't see the message. It wasn't my private message. (laughs) He posted a message about Wang's show, and the quote is, He got balls to put on an invite. His show will start at 9 p.m. sharp, maybe in a different time zone, and showed almost an hour and a half later with everyone standing on the street behind crowded barricades like herded cattle outside some stupid-ass warehouse in Brooklyn. We waited for nothing, end quote. Yeah, so there were definitely people tweeting about how Kim Kardashian was standing outside and like, yeah, pushing and shoving and sounds like the same experience we had in Manhattan. But um, Alexander Wang is definitely a more um, coveted show. People prefer Wang over Philip Fine for sure. and. Definitely a similar experience. I think um, Cardi B performed at Wang and yeah, hashtag WangFest, look it up. But also, if this was a private IG message, how did it end up on page six? Trust no one. <laughs>